I'm Jakub Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. In this series, I help to demystify technology in the world of business. Join me as we explore how technology can make your business better. We're going off script a little bit uh, in the sense that we are looking back uh, about the previous episodes that we've done. Um, and just sort of rehashing or refreshing the reason why we set out on the journey, some of the key elements that we discussed, and then um, I'll talk about some some of the exciting uh, topics and episodes that we've that we've got uh, planned for for the, the future. So when we set out um, this podcast. We, uh, it was basically driven by the fact that um, technology is moving at such a fast pace and it's very difficult for business to keep track um, and, and assess the decisions it makes and make sure that it's, it's staying relevant and making the right decisions. Uh, historically, you could, you could buy a piece of hardware and it would last for 20 years and, uh, before you had to make a, a decision again. And now that we're in this software based IP world, everything moves so fast. So it's very difficult for business to assess. And then we've also, um, I've shared my opinion around this many, many times where, where business doesn't, uh, moves faster than, than the pace of IT. So sometimes IT can become an inhibitor instead of supporting the business. So what we did here was, um, identify some of the prevalent elements that we see in daily business, uh, let's call it technology decisions. Um, and, and we try to sort of simplicate that. And, and detechnify it so that we make sure that it's very easy for customers to understand. So we start where, where all things always start as I, as I call it the umbilical cord and it's connectivity. And as prevalent and as basic as we think that topic is on a daily basis, we encounter customers that still don't, uh, uh find it difficult to discern what the difference is between, uh, let's say enterprise or business grade fiber versus fiber to the home because it's such a ubiquitous term. And, um, what, what seems to have to, to be driving a lot of the discussion is around pricing. So some of the pricing out there is very enticing, but it might not necessarily, um, service the, the business's need. So we spoke about that around the importance of looking at, um, uh, redundancy, not never believing that a single piece of connectivity, whatever the, the sales promise is, it's technology, it will fail. So from a business perspective, you need to make sure that, uh, you have redundancy and that you can keep on working. And then obviously in the, in the, New way of world. There's the whole additional uh, dimension of of work from home, where people have to get connected from there and then connect to the office network. So very, very important and and critical, and and that's almost the the most basic decision that one can make. But often we still see that uh, customers make a, a price based decision. And that ends up uh, impairing the business. And like I always say, you end up paying the, the money in a different place. Then we moved on to, to risk management and, and business continuity. And that's so prevalent in this uh, 
pandemic era where, where we're living, where I think a lot of businesses were, were caught with its pants down, and we still talk uh, about it today, how ill-prepared most of, of business were in terms of um, having plans for, for what happened um, during lockdown. And that's how, how do you manage risk? And there's obviously so many topics that become part of that and in business continuity, which basically says, if I'm unable to access my, my business premises, where do I go and how do I plan for that? And, and as you can imagine, uh, just see how it links back to, for example, our first topic of connectivity and, and how relevant and prevalent that is. The next topic that we then discussed was backup. Um, such a simple, simple, uh, piece of, of technology in the world of business, but uh, such an overlooked scenario. So we speak to customers on a daily basis, and yes, everybody is backing up. The The first question always comes in, when was the last time that you did a restore to test and see if it's working? And that's where you typically see the, the eyes go around and, and go, oh, we probably should pay a bit of attention to that. But backup, yes, so... Um, there's server type backup, there's PC type backup, and then, and then you can go into your, into your cloud type services, uh, backing up your, your email, uh, backing up, uh, some of the stuff that might sit in the cloud in SharePoint or OneDrive or stuff like that. I think, again, we discussed how often people assume that because it sits in a cloud provider that, uh, the data will just be there and the provider will guarantee the availability of the data. Uh, that was what we discussed there. It's not the case and it's always something to, to make sure that you understand where your data sits, specifically in the world of Poppy. Then we moved on to unified communication, which is uh, it's my favorite child, if I can call it that. Um, and this is where how, how do we communicate? And again, what's more prevalent or relevant than the world of uh, work from home or this new way of working? And we've, we've seen a massive shift in technology in terms of how people communicate where uh, as a default, if somebody wants to communicate at a, at a business level today, it's, oh, let me just send you a Zoom link or a Teams meeting or a Google Hangouts or a, or a WebEx call where, and, uh, where in the past that might have been an email or a telephone call. That whole scenario has just shifted. And then everybody went through the, uh, you, you know, the normal motions where it was super exciting in the beginning to see everybody and it's a video call and, and this and that. And then I think once you've done your hundred one, you just become tired and say, oh, I've had enough of it. And, uh, there's this, uh, the general term now is called zoom fatigue where people just, they just can't anymore. It's just, it's just too much. But, um, I think the, the, Reality around that is, is some form of hybrid working model will, will happen. And, um, uh, on a call recently, uh, one of the, uh, a WebEx exec told us that the reality of the future is that on a, a work call, somebody will be working remotely. Um, so, um, I think we make the m- mistake and say, well, you know, it might not, it might not be me, but somebody that's going to form part of a, of a call is going to be working remotely. And this technology is, is a key portion of what the, the future would look like for, for anybody in the, uh, in business. Um, and again, 
This was so relevant to me. I, I saw a customer recently, and uh, it's an industrial type business. It's a, it's a, it's hardcore. They've got books of priceless and people phoning, and they order parts and stuff like that. And that customer recently purchased a, a hardware-based PBX, and and we were talking about what the future looks like. And I said to him, I think to I think to his uh, horror. Um, I think this was the last piece of hardware that you bought in your life because the the game has shifted, and even in this heavy industrial world where where people do calculations on the back of a cigarette box and it's just the hardcore industrial part, um, it, the, the world has gone soft. It's uh, it will move into a software play, and um, yeah, like I said, I could just see the horror on his face and and going, we don't know how, we, how our business is going to fit into that world. Um, then the next portion was. A very, very important, uh, um, element in our daily lives is, is the role, role that sales resources play, salespeople. They come and they are pay, basically the people that come and knock on the door and come and promise me something. They come and put a solution on the table or a product on the table and they make a promise. And, and I think from a, from a customer perspective, we've got to make those guys work harder for their money instead of just coming and do a smooth pitch for me. And, and then, uh, you know, moving on to the next one, leaving me with something that I bought that I don't know why I bought it, but yet here I have it. So we spoke about the role of a trusted advisor and um, how to what you what you need to expect in terms of uh, them showing you what their view is on the future, and uh, obviously from our personal perspective, we believe that it's got to be a defined um, set sort of roadmap that uh, uh, we can put on the table for a customer instead of uh, you know just to work uh, like be like a kid in a candy store and try and just position whatever is the the artist and the newest uh, take on on the market uh, endpoint management that was our next program and that was where we spoke around how when we when we manage the the computer that sits on the desk or the mobile phone that sits on the desk or the tablet that sits on the desk if we manage it and we and we control it properly how more productive we can be and how less uh, um, breakdowns we can have and and less reliance on it so in other words a less frictionless experience and then also from a business perspective uh, living with the the comfort that we have locked those devices down and there's not going to be unexpected things that happen on the that can uh, influence how we how we operate in business. The next episode we then focused on on security and uh, the ecosystem that that sits around that, and that specifically in that world we spoke about Meraki. There's obviously diff- different vendors from that perspective, but uh, but what I wanted to establish there was this world where it used to be so many different devices and very complicated, and you needed high level IT guys to manage that infrastructure. Where we sit now um, in a world where uh, Basically, as part of a strategy, one can say, uh, show me all of those components in my network in a single pane of glass so that it is easy for me to understand and easy for me to manage. Because if I understand it, it becomes easier for me to, to it becomes less uh, uh, painful for me to, to live with and um Influence my business And in uh, the last episode We then spoke about smart racks Which is when when I move All of my server uh, Infrastructure into a data center What is the relevance of a smart rack And what that can do for me So um, 
it's a it's a quick recap of of what we focused on, and and I hope that you can see that all of these elements are key elements that that live in everyday business that we then said uh, if we have a clear cut strategy around this it can make my business better then in preparation for this and, and while I was um, thinking back on what we did I read some some very interesting um, a, a very interesting article where they said on average a person makes about 35,000 decisions on a daily basis so that can be from what am I going to eat what am I going to wear am I going to buy a car Am I buying a house to business decisions? So 35,000, it's a lot. And why that struck me is we walk into customers on a daily business or into potential customers on a daily business, uh, on a daily basis. And when we say, how did you, why did you decide on this specific solution or provider or technology? Sometimes, uh, you know, it's hard to say because maybe on the day the salesperson was on fire and it just struck a chord and, and, you know, we made the decision, but in hindsight, we look at it and we say, well, maybe it wasn't the best decision to make. So um, in order to make better decisions in the future, it's uh, it's the, the theory is that we need to look uh, at our past decisions in order to evaluate that so that we know wh- why and we uh, how we make decisions um, in future. And then this concept was now introduced of decision journaling, so which I found quite interesting. And the concept is is that you you basically journal the big decisions that you make so that you can look back on on why you made the relevant decisions and see that that it's key uh, and and that your your strategy is actually coming to fruition as you as you thought and i thought i'll share this uh the article mentioned five steps that you need to follow in order to to do this journal entry and the first thing is is what is the decision so in our world if i can bring it back to what we're talking about when i'm deciding on uh, on technology in my business what is the decision um the next one then is what is the desired outcome? And when we interrogate customers on a daily basis, that's where where we st- it starts beca- becoming difficult because they don't know because maybe like I say they they just had an on fire salesperson for that day and and when we look back now we say well I can't really remember what the desired outcome was but yet here we are. The third one is why do you believe the outcome will occur? And I love this question because if we can answer that question, then it'll be so much easier to hold whoever positions the, the, the product or the solution to us to account. The fourth one then is, is what are the consequences if the outcome doesn't occur? And how that comes to to life in real life at the moment is 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 customers when those things uh, when outcome does not occur we blame technology and we say your um, you know the technology isn't mature or it was bad or I don't trust any of this and I'll just default back to what I've been using for the for, for many years. But if we can answer that question when we make the decision, it's so much easier to manage and, and come to a. Um, you, you know, to how to measure it uh, going forward, and then the last one, which is which is quite interesting for me because it's a bit more of a, a, a motive component, is how do you feel at the time? And um, I was having a conversation recently. Technology that does have a motive co- uh, component. Think about when you get your new cell phone, be it now the, the latest or greatest Apple or Samsung, and you open that, and how you feel there is an emotional component to it, and you get excited by it, and all that type of stuff. So how do you 
you feel at the time when you make that technology decision? Um, so if you if you can put that down in words, one can look back and say, right, this is what I was expecting. This is why I made the decision. This is what the actual decision was, and this is how I'm going to measure it and make sure that um, you know I'm, I, I made the right decision or I expect the correct outcome. So I thought I'll leave us with that, um, where we can just say, uh, let's try and see when we make these big technology decisions for our business that we do it for the right reasons. Um, go, coming up, uh, we've got a couple of exciting episodes planned in future where we're going to talk about all of this industry jargon about uh, Internet of Things or IoT, Fourth Industrial Revolution, all of those kind of things. So I'm, I'm quite excited and I hope that everybody enjoyed the the sort of review or the recap of what we've been building up over the the past couple of months and i hope that it's getting better and more interesting as time goes along thanks for listening to unbundled brought to you by catalytic a series that aims to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions for your business remember that you can listen to all the episodes on the cliff central apple website and for added convenience you can subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify google podcast or wherever you listen if you are looking for help with your communication tools in your business make sure that you visit catalytic.co.za cliffcentral.com